Good morning, TRC. It's really good to have all of you here today, whether you be here in person or you're joining online. I just want to tell you that we love you and we're, we're glad you're here. We're glad you're being a part of the service this morning. Um, before we get started, a couple announcements. One, there's three ways to give. You can either give online, you can give in the back, or you can text GIVE to 479-777-4264. And the other is we're having a close outreach August 5th through 7th. So if you have clothes to donate or bring, um, or if you want to volunteer to help, just reach out. You can get with Mary Ferguson or, or Lorena Tina. <clears throat> so uh, I'm going to start out with a, a little story. Se several years ago, many years ago on this train, there was this man and these two ladies traveling. And, and the man, unfortunately, he got to sit between these two women that was arguing and just carrying on and, and mad at each other. And, and, uh, and it was over a window. And, and the one sitting furthest away from the window said, you're going to have to open that window. I, I'm going to die of a heat stroke. You're going to have to open that window. And the one sitting next to the window said, I've got to keep this window shut. I, I'm going to die of pneumonia if I open this window. And they were back and forth. And this man, he was just... Uh, getting aggravated. He's like, oh, something's got to give here. And then the ticket taker, he come down the aisle, and he, he got there to where they were sitting, and, and uh, they started in on him. Well, this lady's going to have to open this window. No, she's going to have to keep it shut. And, and they just kept on, kept on, and then they started arguing with him and said, look, sir, you, you're going to have to come up with a solution here. Uh, something's going to have to be done. And the ticket taker, he was kind of bewildered. He, he, he didn't want to make one of them mad or the other one not mad. He knew he wasn't going to be there. So, so he said, I, I just don't have a solution for you ladies. And the man in the middle had had enough. He said, I've got a solution. He said, first, we'll open this window, and it'll kill that one. He said, and then we'll shut the window, and it'll kill the other one. And then we'll have some peace around here. <laughs> so, so today, we're going to talk about peace. Um, EJ, he, he kind of got called out last minute to go to uh, Duncan, Oklahoma. So he kind of reached out to me last minute, and, and I, I was really glad he did. You know, he said, I asked him, I said, well, any, anything certain you want me to speak about? And he said, just whatever's been on your heart. Um, so, so peace. Peace is, uh, peace is something that, that we all want, that we all need, but yet sometimes it's very hard to get. And when we do get it, Sometimes we don't have it very long. It's just so much going on in our lives, just different for all of us, and, and it's just hard to keep and hard to find sometimes. So I, I titled my message, Striving for Peace. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, this morning, I just pray, Lord, that, that you just anoint us all here, and Lord, and let this message just kind of soak in and, and be for us. God, I just ask you to be with EJ and Lorena as they travel, and for those that just aren't here, maybe because they're sick or just wasn't feeling like coming this morning, God, I just ask you to be with them where they're at, and just let them feel your love and feel the love from us. God, we thank you for everything you do in our lives, all the blessings. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So peace. <clears throat> if I was to come down and, and ask either one of you, or, or I said, what is your definition of peace? What would you say? What would be your definition of peace just at, at the drop of a hat? Being what? <laughs> but it's, it's going to be different. 
It's going to be different for all of us. Uh, sometimes it might be hard to, to come up with an answer right away after you think about it, but the definition of peace is freedom from disturbance, quiet, and tranquility. And Lord knows there's many disturbances in our lives every day, things going on, and, and how often do, do we use the phrase, um, oh, man, I just, I just can't wait for school to start. I'm ready for what? Peace and quiet. Peace and quiet. Oh, the, the week's been rough. Work has been terrible. I'm ready to go home. I, I just need some peace and quiet. And, and we, we say that phrase all the time. And, uh, but peace is, is merely not, not the absence of activity. Or for many of us, it might be like the man. It might be conflict. You know, just listening to bickering and this and that. And, and peace is not only the absence of conflict either. You see, to, to be short, the biblical version is, is not just being without, not without out conflict, not without depression, not without sickness, not, not without a disturbance, but it's, it's to be with. Peace is living with, like, love. Peace is living with generosity, forgiveness, maybe, maybe the ability to build relationships for the glory of God. Um, you see, peace is a, a frame of mind, and, and we're not going to have true peace in our soul unless, unless we get right with God. He's the one that's going to give us the true peace, and we've got to reach out, and we've got to learn that. You see, peace is regarded as one of the key virtues in our life. I mean, we all want it, and we all need it, but yet so many of us struggle to find it. And, and when we, again, when we find it, it's hard to hold on to. Have you ever found that time in your life when you, you, you just feel completely lost? Like you can't think at work and you can't think at home and you, you can't, you can't be, be happy. And, and life is just frustrating because this is happening and that hap- that's happening. And, and the feeling just, it irks you. It just hurts so bad. You're so frustrated because... Nothing's going good, and you just can't, can't seem to find peace. It's happened to all of us, some of us more than others. It's different for each and every one of us. That's, that's God's story for all of our lives. They're all different. But the funny thing is, is so many of these, these things are, are self-inflicted. We, we make our own schedules. We make our own commitments. And sometimes we just overload our plate. You know, we're, we're sick and we're working, but, but yet we don't want to miss out on this program and we don't want to miss out on this event. So, hey, we'll be there. Me and my family will be there. We'll help with this or, or we'll come down there. Uh, let's do it this weekend or, okay, I'll help you here at this church on this day, that day. We'll do this sporting event. Well, I'll help this person. I'll take this one there. I'll do that. And before you know, our plate is completely overloaded. And then what do we start doing? We start asking God, take, take this away from me. I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I'm, just, I'm just tired of having to go so much. I'm just tired of having to do this. I'm tired of having to do that. But the thing is, is we do it to ourselves so much. So we've got to be careful of what we choose to do and, and how we do it because we, we cause our own struggles in life so, so many times. Isaiah 9, 6. 
says, For us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. You notice that the prophet in this scripture, he, he don't say he's going to be the prince of easiness, or it doesn't say he's the prince of comfort, or the prince of give you things your way, the prince of preferences. That's not what it says. It says he's the prince of peace. And um, when we look hard, at, when we're frustrated and stuff, sometimes we need to do some, some self-evaluations. Because so many times we don't have peace, it's because we want things our way. We, we want things to be perfect. We want people to act like us. We think people should live like us, talk like us, think like us. That's not the way the world works. So I've got to say this. We will never receive peace when we expect perfection. You will never receive peace when you expect perfection. It's just not going to happen. You know, we think sometimes that, okay, well, if God will just help me through these things, if, if I will get over this sickness, or if I can just pay these credit cards off, or if, if I can get through this, this marriage, or if I can um, get through all these things that we think is going to cause us to have peace, you're in trouble. You're in trouble because you're never going to be over everything. Life is not perfect. That's why we lean on God. That's why God sent Jesus for us to have an example and, and to show us the right way. You see, it doesn't matter how clean your vehicle is, how spiffy it is, shiny. If you drive down a, enough dirt roads, you're eventually going to go through a mud hole. And things are going to change. Life is not perfect. We're going to have hurdles to go over. If you expect perfection, you're never going to receive peace. You know, I've had lots of people tell me, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I love all my kids. They're, they're good boys. But people say, man, y'all did so good. Y'all did so good. Your boys are about perfect. Y'all did so good. They're such good boys. Let me tell you something. <laughs> my boys aren't perfect. They're not perfect at all. You go live with them two or three weeks, and you'll see just how perfect they are. And uh, the thing is, is we'll be out somewhere, and all of us together, and it just takes one of them to get started, and then the other two fall in line pretty quick. And we could be out eating or somewhere, and this pretty little gal walks by or something. There goes the first remark. Louder than it should be, probably. And I just get that feeling. And these three veins start to pop out in my head. And I get so aggravated. And so I look to the, their mom for support. They get that from you. <laughs> Seriously. That sounds just like something you would say. And then I'm thinking, dang it, she's right. That is me. That is me. You know, it's crazy. Like, we can play this game at home. It's called the dirty clothes and towel pyramid. It just cracks me up. In the laundry room, the basket's about the size of this. 
up against the wall, right by the washer, and we can put so many in that thing that it just comes up to the top. And it would, I bet they fall off and then they pick them and put them back up. When all you got to do is just rake them in the washer, put a little washing fluid in it, clean them. But that's not going to happen until mom and daddy gets there. And daddy. <laughs> I assure you. I assure you. But you know what? I got to be thankful. And I've gotta, we've got to find peace in, in, in the things that irritate us sometimes. Because if we don't find peace in those things that irritate us, we're going to be in trouble. And we're never going to be happy. Saying that, boys, you still need to watch the clothes more, watch the remarks. But that's just the way we got to be. Because you know what? I'd rather have that remark, them be with us, than them be out selling drugs or stealing. And I'd rather them take, take the towels to the, to the laundry room, put in that basket, pile them up more than... At least they're not laying in the bathroom floor or all over the house. At least they take them. So we, what I'm saying is we've got to find peace in some of those things that irritate us. Because the Lord knows I'm not perfect and neither is anyone else. How many, how many times a day or a week or a month do you see something or are a part of something and you just ask yourself, why does that happen like that? Why, why is this happening now at this time? Why is this happening to me? You see, there's so many things out there we ask why that's unexplained. You think about all the things that's happened in the Bible. You know, why, why was Jesus born in this filthy, filthy little barn and laid in this old manger with, on hay? This is God's son. He could have been born in the, the best mansion and laid in a a golden crib lined with jewels on the softest blanket. He could have grew to be six foot eight, buffed. No one messed with him. But that's not how God wanted it. You see, God wants to show us that he can give us peace, but it may not be the way that we think it should be. We're going to have to look outside our line of thinking, our way of living, and look at what God is trying to show us, what Jesus has done, the examples they set for us. Life is not perfect. God said that, that he would guide us with the light in the valley. He didn't say he was going to take us out of the valley. Though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, I will fear no evil. Look, just because we're on that path and we're walking through the valley doesn't mean that we don't have a heartache and doesn't mean that, that we're not discouraged or we're not, not hurting. It means that we're not hurting, we're not discouraged, we don't have heartache alone. Because Jesus is always with us. If everyone else cuts your feet out from under you or knocks you down, You've got to learn, you've got to know that He is there with us. John 16, 33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. 
Take heart, I have overcome the world. You see, God gives us the tools to overcome things in this world too. But we've got to look in the right places. We can't get them off TV. We can't get them off of our best friend's advice. We've got to get the things from God and the examples of Jesus. Life is not perfect. An imperfect person isn't always going to have the right answers for you. Philippians 4 9 says, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the peace of God will be with you. What are things that he's taught us? What are things that we've seen that we know, but yet we seem to overlook or step over or want to change it to, to fit our lives? If we keep doing this, you're not going to have peace. He gives us tools like the Bible, Word, Scripture, prayer, engaging with other believers, worship. All of these things can bring us peace. The Word, the Bible, Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit. Penetrates the soul and spirit. If you've got some bad things going in your spirit, read the Word. Amen. It will discern what you need to do. If you're doing something wrong, everything you need to know is right there in the Word. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Prayer. James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. Other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. How many believe that? It's powerful and effective. I've seen it time and time again going on these mission trips to Shiprock and, and you see these children delivered from Satan, from laying hands and praying. These people are fasted up, prayed up. And in the name of Jesus, things are happening. But when we come back home and get in our own little world, sometimes it's hard to focus as much. When it, when it happens to you, sometimes it's hard to pray as much. In the Bible, Jesus prayed constantly. Prays to the disciples, for the disciples. All, all in the Word, in the New Testament. Pray, pray, pray. So that's a tool. He's being an example. He's showing us what, what we should do. Worship. Jeremiah 20, 13 says, Sing to the Lord. Give praise to the Lord. He rescues the life of the needy from the hands of the wicked. How many needy people are in here? We're all needy. All you got to do is worship the Lord. Have you ever just been in one of those moods and you just need something you, you need peace you need something quick and this is going on in your life and this is this is what's hurting and you you pick that song and you go sit in your car or you you take your phone and you walk out on the back 40 and, and you crank it up and you just talk to God and you just listen 
and you just give it to Him and you worship, you will get a peace. You will get a peace. I've done it many times and it works. Moses, you guys can come on up. Engage with believers. Engage with believers. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves, and a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves, and a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Engage with believers. Let me tell you something. If it wasn't for this group of believers here, we've got an inner circle that prays and holds each other up. My family would have been in shambles a long time ago for some of the stuff we go through. But because of them, their prayers, being there with one another, associating with them, it's so much easier to find peace. You see... It's through unity with one another that we're going to find peace. No matter how hard we hurt, no matter how big the struggle is, sometimes you need that person there to just kind of lift you up. I, I know I, I shared with Trina a long time ago that uh, I said, sometimes I feel guilty because I should be praying so much more for these things that's happening to me, but I'm relying on other people to do it. And she said, that's what we're here for. And I do the same with them. You know, I, sometimes I find myself praying for them more than I do my own family or my children. But it's because we're all one big family. And that's how God wants it. That's how Christ wants it. We've got to engage with the believers. If we don't do that, we're never going to come out of that valley. You see, I'm, we're all going to have struggles. And it's going to be different for every one of us. It's going to come in many shapes, forms, fashions. And, and I may not understand yours, and, and you may not understand mine. But we've got to use the tools that God gives us to find peace. We've all got struggles. And to you, your struggle is no worse than mine. To me, my struggle is no worse than yours. That's how we got to see it. Because everybody hurts in, in different ways. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If this has impacted you and you would like to help us to continue to reach others, please text GIVE to the number in the description. For more information about us and our ministry, go to theremodeledchurch.com.